0: This video is sponsored by FIDE, a Catholic technology alternative to big tech companies. FIDE provides email, calendar services, file, and collaborative options. Forms for individuals, families, businesses, parishes, and nonprofit operations. Check out the link in the description box for more information. One of the most remarkable stories to cover for you in the past couple of years has been the ongoing German Synodal Way. For those of you not aware, it is actually a separate... Effort, I guess you could say, by ecclesiastical authorities separate from the larger synod of synodality. The Vatican has made very clear that the German synodal way is not a proper synod, and that's because, at least partially, partially because a synod is ostensibly anyway supposed to be led from the bottom up, while the bishops, of course, take a leadership role in the in the processes they're supposed to in all things in the church. The real driving force for the synod on synodality is supposed to come from the laity. The Holy Ghost is supposed to be speaking through the laity. That's what we've been told from Rome. Even though they don't really tell us much about what a synod really is, people are still lost on what a synod is. That is what they tell us. And so we have the German bishops doing quite literally the opposite. They're calling it their synodal way, and it's the bishops of Germany holding meetings with the laity, but doing everything from the top down. Now, you might think this would upset the laity, and it has the more Orthodox laity, the more Catholic laity in the church in Germany. But the sad truth is that in Germany, a lot of the laity agree completely with the German program. And what is the German program? It's to get the church to change its teachings on a whole host of non negotiables, including the uh, James Martin sin, we'll say, the Moloch ritual in a lot of places the um artificial barriers to being fruitful and multiplying all the hot button topics you can think of they want the church in germany to uh provide blessings and even official nuptial rights for those living in james martin style unions that's a non-negotiable the church is against it that doesn't seem to matter for a lot of people this is being led from the top down and there you An interested priest or an interested bishop or theologian could, and in many cases has written letters focused on one or more of these errors. And because there are so many errors, there could you could write you could spend a you could write a book practically correcting the errors the German synodal way. We've seen letters in the past from other bishops and from priests, mostly in Europe, correcting the German bishops. That's all well and good, and we have another entry in that today. It is a open letter from a An American priest from the Diocese of San Francisco. So I'm wondering if he had Archbishop Cordeleon's permission to write this letter. It came out last night and it's hot off the presses basically and it was published by LifeSite and I have the full text of it here for you and you can go to returntotradition.org to find a hot link to the actual full letter. Our hosts here at YouTube don't like when you post things that take you to websites that have advertising. That's actually in their terms of service for people like me who make videos for you. So that's why it's linked over there. Or you can go to Life's site and try to find it. But my website, returntotradition.org, is a good backup place to follow me. So go ahead in there and add it to your RSS feed or whatever. The priest here doesn't really hold back, but he's not angry. This is an important thing when coming from a priest who's speaking to people who are technically his superiors in the hierarchy. Even if he's never met these bishops, he probably will never meet them. and they're. Part of a completely different episcopal conference than he might ever be if he's ever promoted to the episcopate he's speaking in charity as one catholic to another trying to, to to remind them of their filial duty to stay true to the faith to cling to the faith to not get caught up in the winds of the moment of the secular world not to adopt the secular world's values it's an important critical lesson something that we don't hear often enough, really, and I'd like to hear that aimed at the laity sometime. Regardless of whatever wing of the church you're on, from the modernist wing to the most rigid of trad wing, like me, it's easy to really get caught up in the winds of secular values. It's very easy to almost find a way to shoehorn those into the faith. These words from the priest are very instructive for that. They're aimed at the bishops of Germany, But there's a sort of underlying lesson here for all of us as well. So let me know what you think of this in the comments. I'll have some thoughts afterwards. Dated December 8th, 2022. The letter to the bishops of the Catholic Church of Germany. Greetings in our Lord Jesus. I wish you, successors of the apostles and all the faithful of Germany, many blessings during this Advent season. As a way of introducing this correspondence, I begin by presenting St. Paul's words from the 15th chapter of his letter to the Romans, which happens to be one of the Mass readings during Advent. Here we are urged, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we attentively listen to this message from the great St. Paul, we are reminded that we have a duty always and everywhere to keep with Christ Jesus, so that we may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is especially true for you as bishops who have the sacred duty of preserving intact the full deposit of faith. Please hold these words of the Holy Evangelist in mind as I continue this letter. One of the great joys of my priesthood has been the ability to provide sacramental ministry to two orders of female religious within my diocese. North of my parish are two active religious communities. A real grace for me has been witnessing how these women live out their vocation as consecrated. I can clearly see that these sisters desire to live their unique role as female members within the church most authentically. They also fully understand that their role as women is distinct from that of men, and especially distinct from the church's sect of ordained ministers. I am very much inspired as these religious embody this fundamental anthropological truth with the utmost joy and fervor. Similarly, some of the most faith-filled persons in my parish are lay women who, like these communities of religious, strive to live their unique vocations specifically as female members in the body of Christ. I share all of this as a way to help us remember God's plan for the Church and having distinct yet equally meaningful roles for both men and women. I have been following the reports of how your president of the German bishops' conference, Bishop George Batzing, has been aggressively advocating for the ordination of women to the sacred priesthood of Jesus. One, as a priest myself, I am truly disturbed at this ploy to turn against our Catholic faith, Holy Mother Church, and ultimately Christ himself. I find this desire of Bishop Botzing and any other like-minded prelates simply a part of the diabolical modernist agenda. The advocacy of such contemporary ideologies only undermines true Catholic faith, promotes disorder, and will confuse the members of the Church. I think most alarming about this push from your conference president is the fact that the Catholic Church has already made definitive declarations regarding the issue of women's ordination. John Paul II, in his 1994 Apostolic Letter on the Ordination of Priests, made the Church's stance abundantly clear. Here is what our Holy Pontiff stated, quote, She, the Catholic Church, holds that it is not admissible to ordain women to the priesthood for very fundamental reasons. These reasons include the example recorded in the sacred scriptures of Christ choosing his apostles only from among men, the constant practice of the Church, which has imitated Christ in choosing only men, and her le- living teaching authority, which has consistently held that the exclusion of them from the priesthood is in accordance with God's plan for his church. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which under then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, decisively upheld the declaration of John Paul II in its response to Ordinatio Sacerdotalis. Quote, This teaching, that the Church has no authority to ordain women to the priesthood, requires definitive assent. Since founded on the written word of God and from the beginning constantly preserved and applied in the tradition of the Church, it has been set forth infallibly by the ordinary and universal magisterium. Recent updates to the Code of Canon Law also demonstrate that this matter has been settled within the Church. Quote, Both the person who attempts to confer a sacred order on a woman and the woman who attempts to receive the sacred order incur la sententia excommunication reserved to the apostolic see a cleric moreover may be punished by dismissal from the clerical state as an alternative reflection to aid in our understanding of the gift of ordained ministry we can explore ordained ministry in light of our own journey through this season of advent during these weeks of preparation we are called to enter into the mystery of the incarnation which we commemorate at christmas How amazing it is that God, the author of all creation, would choose in an act of great humility and love to concretely embrace the very human flesh he created. But what exact flesh did God assume over 2,000 years ago? It 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 was not a sexless, ambiguous flesh. God clearly and intentionally became a man. This is one of the primary reasons why the Catholic Church cannot ordain women to the priesthood. It's certainly not because the Church thinks women aren't valuable for the Church's life. In fact, when you look in the Gospels, what you see clearly is that it's the women, not the men, who have the most intimate interactions with Christ. See the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, Gospel of John chapter 8, verses 1 to 11, and the Gospel of John chapter 4, verses 4 to 26. An all-male priesthood exists ultimately because ordained priests who share the same human nature as Christ the High Priest logically share the same physical identity as Christ the High Priest. This biological parallel to Jesus doesn't mean that men are superior to women. It simply means that priests are meant to be conformed to Christ in every way, including the manhood he chose to assume. And so, my brothers, I vehemently urge you in the words of St. Paul to keep with Christ in regards to the Church's teaching about ordination. Remember the day of your own ordination to the priesthood and how you made the promise to, quote, exercise the ministry of the word worthily and wisely, preaching the gospel and teaching the Catholic faith. As a priest who wholeheartedly loves Christ and only desires to advance his kingdom, I beg you for the good of Holy Mother Church and for the sake of souls, formally rescind any plans your conference has to promote the ordination of women, either to the priesthood or to the diaconate. Also, beg God for mercy, as I will, for his this heinous agenda, which pains the most sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, be assured of my prayers. Respectfully yours in Christ Jesus, Father Father Tyler Johnson, a priest of the United States. In the letter to the bishops, the priest speaks a language that they should understand. No, not Scripture, of course. They should understand that, but many of them have said that Saint Paul was wrong. Many, at least, many, many spiritually like these German bishops have said that they thought St. Paul was wrong on a number of things. James Martin has said that he believes that St. Paul got it wrong on the, uh, what I call the James Martin sin. You understand what I mean by that. So there's no reason to really believe that most of these bishops would would think that St. Paul got it right when he said the rather infamous things he said about the role of women in the church at that time. And, So he speaks a language they understand by going to the writings of the more recent popes, specifically John Paul II, and then the affirmation of his his decrees by his right-hand man at the time, Cardinal Ratzinger, the future Benedict XVI. That declaration that he quoted from by John Paul II, scholars debate whether that was an infallible statement or not, meaning whether John Paul II had invoked papal infallibility. The the consensus is that John Paul II didn't invoke it, but that's because he didn't need to because it was based on Scripture, and Scripture is infallible itself. But to believe that Scripture is infallible, you have to have the faith. And if you're out there saying that you believe that sacred Scripture got it wrong on the James Martin's sin, means that you probably don't have the faith. And we don't have them on the record saying they think that sacred scripture got it wrong on the issue of women's role in the church. But by their actions, you will know them. By the fruits of their work, you will know them. And that's what we are faced with today. We are faced with bishops who clearly are acting against sacred scripture, sacred tradition, the magisterium of the church. And their bishops. They do know the faith. They know what the church teaches. You do not get to the senior levels of the episcopate like these men have and not know basic things of the faith. Their excuse, remember, is always that they, we need to update the church to save the church in Germany. That is their excuse, and it should sound familiar because that is the rallying cry also of the synod on synodality to bring the church up to date again. And for what reason? The esteem of the world. These men want the esteem and love of the world. And our blessed Lord had some choice words for those who seek only the love of the world. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot as well. You can find this again linked in my show notes at return to tradition.org. That's the name of this channel with a .org at the end. Or you can go to Site News. I'm sure it's right there in the Catholic section. Probably on the front page still. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.